Yeah. That was probably the thing I least expected in that moment was for you to hold me and tell me everything is going to be okay. I love you. You're not a shitty person. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, fam? What's up, you Welcome guys? to the Hello Married Podcast. We're your hosts, Jonathan and... Joe Encarnacion. We believe that life isn't perfect. Neither are relationships. And there are a ton of what the fuck what moments. What the fuck? Here we keep it real with messy conversations around... Sex, love, relationships, communication, parenting, and everything else in between. Because let's be real. Life is messy. So messy. And we're all just winging it. Laugh with us, cry with us, and let's get a little more comfortable with the uncomfortable okay so in our last episode we talked a little bit about celebrating successes what that looks like you can't really honor someone's success without knowing their stories of struggle and we talked about what the struggle was within our relationship and what the relationship escalator did for us along with the work that we put into ourselves as individuals, John's journey of self-love. Self-love. And hard truths. Some very hard truths. I mean, 2018 was a year of, of hard. hard truths. So <laughs> let's say like a hard knock life, but it was it was a year of hard truths and it was a year of revelation for the both of us. Yeah. I thought in the summer of 2018 when I said, Are you still in love with me? And you say, I'm falling in and out of love with you. That was hard for me to hear. And then... And then I told you that I didn't believe in monogamy. And I'm like, what the shit? Yeah. I, well, I wasn't like, what the shit in that moment. Um, I was confused. Obviously, because monogamy was all that I knew. And in hearing you say that... At this stage in my life, I did my best to understand you. Luckily and thankfully, I had already been working with my life coach in understanding myself and what my emotions were. And that gave me a desire to understand you. Even with as scary as it was hearing that, I did ask you, what's one thing you've never told me in the 16 years that we've been together? And that was your answer. Yeah, and there I was expressing my heart and expressing this belief that I've had since I was younger. I mean, I have always known that I never believed that one person could fulfill all my needs. I thought that was just such a hard thing for anybody to do, really. And it was just such a hard expectation to fill. I mean... No one person can fulfill all your needs, and it's a pressure that I wouldn't want to feel and have to live up for myself, nor would I expect my partner to do that. And it was so scary for me to be able to openly share that with you because I didn't know what that was going to do for us. Yeah, I didn't know if that was going to destroy everything that I built with you over the last 16 years at that point. I had no idea if you were going to accept me. I didn't know what my family would think of me. Like, what would the girls think of me if here's this, like, mom who doesn't believe in monogamy, yet I'm in a monogamous relationship? Yeah. I mean, it was scary as hell. And on top of all that, 
I was so worried about whether or not you would leave me yeah. after hearing something like that. Yeah. And I thought, where do we go from here? What do we even consider? What does this new truth mean to us yeah. in this relationship? For me, in being open to hearing you say that you didn't believe in monogamy, in the same way that I committed to you when I first asked you to be my girlfriend, do you remember what you said when I asked you? You said what? Yeah, I was like, are you sure? And I said, yes, I am. And like not even knowing who you were, what your past was, what your traumas were, we jumped into a relationship together. Yeah, and you, you were you were a crazy motherfucker for jumping into <laughs> a relationship with me. At least that's what I thought even at that time when we were younger. Yeah, just in the same way that I wanted to take a leap of faith, I wanted to do the same in supporting you through this. It would have been really different if I didn't start loving myself first and working on myself had you expressed that to me that was fucking scary to hear you say that but like I love you so fucking much that like if this is who you are like I want to support you oh fuck what the fuck is happening to me <laughs> and and in wanting to support you, I just I had to start doing research. You know, I started uh, looking up probably like the first thing I Googled. I mean, this is totally something I would do. Google, pull up the keyboard. What is or opening up your relationship? Like, what does that look like? And that's actually how I found polyamory. Polyamory is this, and this is the definition I pulled from Google. Polyamory is the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with the informed consent of all partners involved. It has been described as consensual, ethical, responsible non-monogamy. And in finding this, it's like, oh, there's an existing alternative to monogamy. Could we make this work? Can we make this work? And in, in finding this, I was like, this is it. I think this is what, what you're looking for. Yeah, I remember when you came to me a few days or a few nights after expressing that I didn't believe in monogamy and you were doing your research. I remember thinking like, wow, holy shit, you're doing this research and... I should also be doing this research. And I was also feeling a sense of comfort and a sense of relief after being able to express to you that I didn't believe in monogamy. And here was the first step in at least trying to get curious with this hard truth rather than just shutting it out and running away from it. You took the proactive approach of learning a little bit more about it. And I knew that although... I didn't believe in monogamy. The only thing that I knew about open relationships or non-monogamy were like open relationships for sex or even like swinging with other married couples. And to be honest, like those were things that I just wasn't interested in. And I remember telling you what I'm looking for is to be able to explore relationships and deepen 
intimate connections, not just like one night stands or like, you know. You didn't want to just go and fuck around. I didn't want to just go fuck around. That wasn't the desire or the draw to non-monogamy for me. Yeah. While you were doing your own research, I started to talk about this idea with friends without even saying that this is like the road that we were going down. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't even know, like, would we be judged? Is this crazy? What would our friends think? So, you know, I just got curious and I started asking around and, and asking friends of ours, like what were their experiences like in open relationships and in non-monogamy. And I remembered that one of my old coaching clients Chris happened to be experienced with non-monogamous relationships and he had been in non-monogamous relationships himself. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to talk to him about his experiences and to just know more about what we might be getting into, what we might have to like overcome or go through. What the challenges might be. What the challenges might be. And so I had told you about meeting up with him for dinner. And he and I have always had a really great relationship. I've always loved his interactions. And he's just such a great guy to talk to. I remember thinking, like, if anybody was going to give me an honest opinion about their journey in non-monogamy, it was mm-hmm. going to be Chris. And so he and I decided to meet up for dinner one night in San Francisco. And, you know, John and I have always had a really trusting relationship. I mean, I've had male friends all my entire all life. life. And I've always had female friends. Right. So like meeting up with a person of the opposite sex was never an issue for yeah. us. Chris and I planned this dinner in San Francisco right after uh, when, an event that I had over there. And we had dinner at this place called Element. And we just started picking up the conversation just like we did in all the other interactions that we had in the past. I mean, he was my client before. So we've had dinners where we've talked about his health, his well-being, his personal and professional development and relationships because, I mean, shit, I was his life coach for almost a year. Yeah. How was your dinner different that night? My dinner with him that night was different in that I started to feel things for him that I never felt before. And I wasn't sure if it was because you and I were starting to talk about non-monogamy and here's potentially here's someone here's someone who might provide that type of space or maybe was it just me being able to be honest with somebody about what I felt about relationships and this was kind of the first time in my life where I was exposing this belief that I had within myself to people around me Mm -hmm. I also wondered, like, was it the mezcal? Was it just because we were having such a great time? And could it be the alcohol? Yeah. And I just remember feeling something for him that I had never felt before. And it was it was electrifying. Yeah. It was like a lightning bolt struck throughout my entire body. And I just remember... Leaving that night thinking, fuck, like, what do I do with this? Yeah. Holy shit, like, what do I do with this feeling? And how do I tell John yet another thing? How do I go about telling him, here I am, finding myself in attraction to someone else? 
Yeah. And I didn't know if that was even something I could actually be honest with. Yeah. Was it fear that kept you from being honest with me? I mean, I was scared, you know, and thankfully that night and that dinner at Element, nothing happened between he and I. We definitely both were able to feel that something was different about that dinner together. Yeah. And the following day, he wrote me a letter. Yeah. And that letter basically expressed what happened the night before, which was this feeling that we had between us. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't hook up that night. Mm. Nothing happened that night. Thankfully, it was just a simmering flirtation. But that night definitely changed something in the way I saw Chris. After your dinner with him, like I think it's important to consider where we were at in our relationship. We were still pretty disconnected and working through the hard truths that we faced. We were working through what it meant to hear hard truths within our relationship and to make sense of them. And we were also still working through deciding whether or not opening up our marriage was something that we wanted to do. Yeah. And in the course of that, after that dinner with him, my attraction to Chris was was growing. And we kept going back and forth on opening up our relationship. What did that look like? How do we even go about finding somebody to explore this with? I mean, yeah. I remember one night we were sitting there or laying in our bed and we were just like, so how do we even go about finding people? Do we go on dating apps? I mean, we never even, even were on, on dating, dating apps. apps. And, you know, when you'd ask me, like, how do you even go about finding somebody? I remember telling you, well, so there's this guy named Chris. He was one of my clients and I have an attraction to him. He's openly non-monogamous and could be a potentially great connection to just even explore this for myself because I didn't have to go on and explain what an open marriage was yeah. and if everybody involved was fully knowing. And so we continue to go back and forth in this whole idea of opening up our marriage for almost about a month after I met with Chris for dinner at Element. And I decided to go and see him again for dinner. We talked. Dinner was just kind of like our all of our other interactions. We had a great time. And after dinner, Chris and I moved onto the couch, which was in front of this picture window in his apartment. And we were finishing up the bottle of wine that I brought over. And we were people watching through his window into the other apartments. And that feeling that I felt at Element came back. And I leaned over and I kissed him and he kissed me back and we started to make out. We slowly made it to his room. And when we got to his bed, Chris looked at me in the eyes and he said, are you sure about this? Mm -hmm. Do you really want to go down this path? You could be destroying everything. 
And I sat there and it felt like the longest pause in my life. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? Were you more so conflicted because you were about to act on something without letting me in? Especially with, like, we're supposed to explore this together. Yeah, I was super conflicted. I remember feeling just a rush of emotions from... What the fuck are you doing, Joe? I'm tired of going back and forth. I'm tired of going back and forth between our conversations about opening up our marriage. And here I am making a choice of, well, opening up the marriage. And, you know, not once in that moment, not once in that moment, which felt like a lifetime pause, was I ever like, I'm going to get back at John for all the times that we've been going back and forth on this and nor was I feeling like I'm just going to do this and and feeling entitled or anything like that. I just, fuck, here's this moment. What do I do? And I cheated on you. And I did something that I never thought I would ever do. I made a move before even considering you in that moment. And in some way, something in me just came alive for me in that moment. Yeah. And I, I remember leaving that experience and leaving thinking, fuck, how do I tell him? And also, do I tell him? Yeah. What do I do with this? Do I tell him we're going to open up our relationship anyways? That's an option that we're already considering. You know, and at the same time, though, that's not what I knew we wanted to build the foundation on. Yet here, I made a choice. Yeah. I know that's hard for you to express to me right now. You know, I think this is like the first time you're actually sitting with this. Yeah. And I know. Like, I know it's hard. We've been through this already. And I know it's painful to relive these memories. And obviously, I know you didn't really get the chance to, like, really process a lot of this. Because, I mean, it all moved so fast then that, like, one thing after the other for me. Like, all these fucking hard truths of, like, I'm falling in and out of love with you to I don't believe in monogamy. And you did... A lot of emotional laboring for me during that time. Yeah, I I put a lot of things on the back burner in order to support you and to support us in this relationship. And a lot of the emotions that I felt that night and I felt throughout the entire experience of talking about opening up our marriage were shelved so that I could hold space for us. Yeah. That was hard, you know, holding that in while we still navigated through this. I remember us finally coming to this decision of like, yeah, we're going to open up this marriage. And yeah, you know what? Let's jump. Let's do this together. And I remember thinking to myself, you've got this secret. Yeah. You have something to tell him. And... He found the first letter he wrote me. I started getting suspicious about what was going on 
because you're always good about answering your texts and not missing calls. And I mean, I've never been the type to be like, oh, I need to know where the fuck you are. You mentioned earlier that we've always had a really trusting relationship. Right. And like with like my suspicions in the first time in 16 years, I went onto your laptop and I found that initial letter that he wrote to you after your guys' interaction together and your reply back to him. Yeah. And uh, reading that entire letter, the only thing that kept on replaying in my head was reading the words, adding an ethical sexual component to your relationship. I was furious because I felt like the foundation from what I was doing like with my research was open and honest communication and like I wasn't given that especially like in the weeks to come after that. Yeah, I remember you found that letter and you sent me a text and you were like, what the fuck is this? And I got that text message from you and I was leaving the Museum of Ice Cream after hanging out with one of my friends for a press event and I remember walking out of that museum seeing your text and thinking fuck he wasn't supposed to find this I was gonna tell him about this when the time was right I didn't know how to tell you. We'd spent so much time going back and forth. We had so many sleepless nights of asking ourselves, are we going to still even stay married after this truth? And then you find this letter. And I remember coming straight home. I was like, I don't want to talk on the phone. We need to see each other face to face. And you were already planning a trip to Nevada to go see one of your best friends. And I was ready to leave. The thing that I was the most scared of that was going to happen was you leaving and walking out of that door and never coming back. Yeah. I remember when you came home, though. I remember hearing how hurt you were on the phone or how scared you were. I remember you coming home and crying and just being in tears. And I was torn between letting anger or love dictate the way I was going to behave. And in just seeing how scared you were, I just knew that, like, love told me to to take you into my arms. You know, we processed as best as we could that night between confusion and anger and and love. It was important for me that night to just ask you if this is what you really believe in, like, deep down inside. Yeah, that was... Um... A really difficult evening for the both of us because I said to you, yes. I know. I remember. I remember you were crying as you nodded yes in that moment. And and you saying, yes, this is what I believe in. I just, I wanted to commit to you. I wanted to commit to our relationship. But I was still very confused. Yeah. And I think in that confusion... There was a moment of clarity for you. Yeah. And, and, it, and it didn't it didn't come until the next morning. And I reread his letter after you had left the next day to go to work in San Francisco. 
And it was more than just what was seared into my mind the day before of adding an ethical sexual component to your relationship together with him. I wanted to, I wanted to support you. So I decided to fucking didn't even think I'd be able to do this was actually write him a letter because I wanted him to understand the path that you and I walked together. I want him to understand how much I love you. I wrote this entire, I fucking ended up writing him like this fucking four-page letter. You wrote him a five-page letter because you were trying to one-up his four-page letter that he wrote to me. Did I? Yeah, you totally did. Yes, I wrote him a very long letter. And it just, you know, my upbringing and my love for you. And I just needed to know that he considered me and our family. And I read it to you. Like I was ready. Here I am in that moment. You were like in tears. And I was like, why are you crying? I'm here. Like, this is going to work. Like, I will jump into the unknown with you again. Yeah, I remember you reading that letter and a wave of guilt and shame washed over me. Why? Because I wasn't being honest with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And here you were taking a leap of faith into a journey that we both had no idea what this could actually do for our marriage. If this would make things better, who the hell knew? There's no guarantees in life. There's no guarantees in any relationship. And yet here you are jumping into another thing with me. And here I was knowing that I had already jumped. Yeah. And that's when I found out. And that's when I told you that I cheated on you. It's like... One fucking hard truth after the other. I'm falling in and out of love with you. I don't believe in monogamy. And then it's like, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's explore this. And then it's like, oh, <laughs> I already cheated on you. I felt like shit. I, I felt like all the things that I knew I stood up for, open, honest communication, transparency, I went against my own integrity And I was ashamed of that because we were on the path and here I had already jumped on that path ahead of you. Yeah. And to my surprise, you immediately forgave me. Yeah. That was probably the thing I least expected in that moment was for you to hold me and tell me everything is going to be okay I love you. You're not a shitty person. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. And you went back in and edited that letter. I added something else to to the top of it because you had just told me. I mean, I just got that news. And I, I basically did everything opposite of what society and culture should tell me to do. Casting you out. And like fucking getting my revenge on him 
I, I told him that he wasn't a homewrecker, that he, that you guys weren't fucking things up, and that he was just opening us up to something that you and I could explore together to like strengthen our bond as partners. And I never thought I could do that. Society and culture would have told me to fucking cast you out. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to take that leap of faith for our relationship. We went to sleep that night and I thought we were okay. And like as I processed the reality of things, I realized that I wasn't okay and that we were okay. The next morning came and the pain of betrayal started setting in and I had to take off. I needed to leave. I needed some clarity, <laughs> the clarity that I thought that I had the night before. And things just like so, like so many different emotions that I had to deal with in those two days. And even with all that work that I was doing for myself, this caught me so fucking off guard and it hit me like a freight train. Yeah, you left for Nevada and I remember feeling and thinking, fuck, what do I do? Yeah. I remember opening up a bottle of wine and like turning on a bunch of sad music and I was angry at myself and I was confused and I was worried because you and I had been texting back and forth on your way to Nevada and you were pissed, you were angry at me, you were raging at me. Oh, I was fucking so fucking pissed the next day. <laughs> Between like smoking cigarettes and like screaming at the top of my lungs. I, I considered driving my car off the side of the road because I was so hurt. Yeah, I was scared for you too. And I was scared for us. I was thinking, holy shit, this is the most hurt I've seen him go through in our marriage. And I was the one that inflicted that pain. And I remember those nights I couldn't sleep. Do I give him space? Do I call him? Do I keep telling him I'm sorry? How do I rebuild this trust again? Yeah. Where do we go from here is what I was thinking. All the while I was alone, even in my own shit. I was home with the girls. Nobody knew what I was going through. I didn't even know how to tell my girlfriends. Who do I run to? Who do I talk to about this? Yeah, I didn't even know who to tell. I had no idea who to tell. I didn't even want to go to my family because if I did, I knew that they would they would have cast you out. They would have told me to leave you. And that was the conflict for me was because I didn't. I, 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 I wanted to leave and I didn't. Yeah. I wanted, I don't know, fucking love, you know? And my entire time there, even between the alcohol and the weed, I couldn't stop thinking about the reality at home. And I remember it was at a Saturday night. I had just gotten off the phone with you because you and I were going back and forth. And 
it was like 11.30 or, or midnight, and I was like, fuck, I just want to go home. This time away has been great, but I want to go home. Yeah, and when you called me or texted me that, I remember jumping out of bed and checking my phone and immediately answering your call and hearing that you wanted to come home was such a relief to me. Yeah. But I also was so aware of the work that was going to be put into this relationship, rebuilding trust yeah. again after that. Yeah. And rebuilding a foundation of open and honest communication after infidelity was going to be hard for me yeah. and for you. But building your trust back was going to be the the biggest the biggest project that I would have to face. Yeah. I remember calling you and just telling you I'm on my way home and if this is going to work if if this is going to work that I need to know him. Like I need to meet him. I need to know that I'm being considered. Yeah, I got that call and I was so confused. <laughs> I remember thinking, what the fuck? You're gonna you're gonna meet him? And the first thought that you had was to send him an email to let him know that you wanted to meet him. Yeah. And I remember feeling at first, wow, that's incredible. And also, wait, you're sending him an email first and not me? <laughs> There was definitely that moment of like, huh? <laughs> what? Holy fuck. You're going to reach out to the man that I cheated on you with. Yeah. And you're also still willing to go down this path even after the choices that he and I made. Yeah. And then you came home. Yeah. Yeah, that first embrace back and you coming back home and into my arms felt so incredibly reassuring that everything was going to be okay. And we were starting to pack for our trip to Mendocino, which we had already planned before all of this. Before everything. Before everything. Like we had planned this trip to Mendocino because we needed some time away and we wanted was, some time to process. It was so useful. But we also wanted some time to process all these hard truths that were coming at both of us. Yeah. We wanted to use this time to process this new truth of Joe doesn't believe in monogamy. Yeah. And we went away to Mendocino and found ourselves similar to our first date together because that was a day that we recommitted to ourselves as individuals and to one another. And we like redefined what love looked like to us. Yeah, and it wasn't about non-monogamy or no. a new open relationship. It was literally a commitment to us. That was our day that we committed to ourselves as mm -hmm. individuals yeah. and to each other as partners. In life. In life. And that was... The day that we decided to destroy our old marriage and start a brand new one built on open, honest communication, transparency, emotional connection, having hard conversations and being vulnerable with one another, 
I mean, we wanted to build a new container yeah. to house the relationship that we've been striving for mm-hmm. for a long time, but didn't know where to even begin. Yeah. That night was so special to me. And you also told me that you wanted to meet Chris. And I was like, fuck, you still want to meet him. <laughs> like, this is insane to me. And we ended up getting back and we texted Chris and I was like, hey, John and I want to know if you want to get a drink. <laughs> John, John, John wants to meet you. I mean, looking back at that, and I'm sure for like listeners, I don't know, is that, is that weird? I mean, it's not the norm. It's definitely not the norm. No, it was weird for me. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So we ended up going to Third Rail in Dogpatch, which is a bar. A really good one too. A really good one. Yeah. I was confident as we walked up to the bar together. But at the same time, I I didn't know how I was going to react to meeting him. But it was what I asked for. Yeah, and to my surprise, the moment he walked up, you guys gave each other bro hugs as if you guys have known each other for years. And I remember witnessing it thinking to myself, what the flying fuck is happening right now? Here is my husband hugging the man that I cheated on him with. And here's a start of yet another beautiful transformation right in front of me. Yeah. And I was also cringing in my seat. <laughs> I mean, you know, that hug it had a lot to do with how I carry myself in life. You know, I, even with what happened, I approached my meeting with him and like my interactions with him in the same way that I would with anyone that I meet in passing. And that's with just a curiosity. He and I hit it off. And I just saw him as another human navigating the face of the planet as we all do in the best way that we can. Yeah, and that was kind of the start of our healing journey through it all. And one of the biggest things that we've had to learn throughout this entire journey was self-forgiveness and continues to be something that we learn is self-forgiveness. I had to learn how to forgive myself because there were all those years in the past when I neglected you. And it wasn't that I did it intentionally. I never meant to do that. And I had to learn how to forgive myself for all those years. It was like a good two years when you'd cry yourself to sleep at night. Yeah, those were hard. So yeah, self-forgiveness. Yeah, we're still learning how to communicate with each other in addition to communicating with Chris Yeah, these days. And... Therapy. We found an awesome therapist to help us through. That was so useful. That was the first time I was open to it because I was willing to put in the work. Yeah. I wanted to put in the work. Yeah, and then we had to just build trust and really get back to a place where we could feel somewhat stable again with ourselves, with each other, and with our new relationship dynamic. And there's still a lot to work on. I had to give you guys opportunities to build that trust. 
Right. And I only learned that because of therapy. Right, right. And I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners right now are probably wondering, why are we sharing this part of our story now, almost a year and a half later? Yeah. First off, we needed to get into a place where we felt stable and confident about our new relationship dynamic. There's still a whole lot of things to work on. We are just humans in progress. And you and I and Chris are extremely proud of the hard work into making sure that this relationship is built on trust, open, honest communication, transparency, despite our imperfect start. A very imperfect start. A very imperfect start. Yeah. I mean, we're only human. We are. And most importantly, we wanted to tell our girls they were our top priority, no matter what. They've always been our top priority. And in telling them, I remember how scared I was yeah. to let them in on every bit of this. Yeah. And that was hard. And I thank you so much for leading that conversation because I didn't even know where to start. I had to. You were living in fear. And I remember all those days when you would express to me like, I'm fucking everything up. And I would tell you, no, you're not. If this is what you believe in, I will continue to support your growth as your partner in life. And when we tell our girls, I will take the lead so that we can model for them that this is what love looks like. Yeah. <laughs> and the acceptance that our girls showed us when yeah. we told them was probably one of the things that I never anticipated. <laughs> I mean, the love, generosity of their hearts. Even Olivia, when I told her that afternoon and I looked at her and I said, baby, do you think look at me, your dad, or Chris any differently. And she turns to me with her bright eyes and she says, no, why would I judge you for being yourselves? <laughs> and I even remember asking her, "Are you? do you have any questions about any of this? And she was like, why do you keep asking me questions? If this is normal to you, then it's normal to me. <laughs> Those are our girls. Yeah. You know, I hope that... By us sharing our story, our struggle, that we can continue to share the lessons that we're learning in our relationship with you guys and what it means to be hella married, plus one. Plus one. <laughs> wow, guys. So there you have it. That is a part of our story and our struggle. And we just want to say thank you for holding space. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was um, that was hard for the both of us. So thank you. Um, just wanted to kind of recap this episode a little bit, if I even can. Ask yourselves, what are the stories and roles you are playing in your relationship? That relationship escalator can lead you to a place where you may find yourselves lost in your relationship. Know that every relationship is different and can evolve into whatever you design it to be. And I'm not referring to ethical non-monogamy here. Just because we practice that doesn't mean we are going to be recommending it 
to anybody. It's hard. A lot of work. It's a lot of work, and just because we choose non-monogamy doesn't mean that monogamy isn't okay. It's one hundred percent okay too. It's whatever works for you. Healing. Can also still take place in the same relationship that you're in, and turning pain into power is something that is possible with enough honesty, openness, and expansiveness. You can transform. Self-love is the foundation of our love and in our relationship. And most importantly, we want to invite you to get curious about the untold stories when you want to celebrate people's successes. Get to know what they've gone through, honor them, honor the struggles, just as much as you honor the celebrations and successes. Mm. Beautiful. And if you like what you listen to, guys, don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Breaker, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on social at Hella Married, and don't forget you can ask us anything on our website at hellamarried.wtf. We'll dish out our advice, just like your Filipino tito and tita would, but way cooler. Way fucking cooler. Love. Peace out, guys. <laughs>